This is the Self-Help Hipster Podcast, Season 3, Episode 5. How to be a gritty McGritterson, a guide by Angela Duckworth. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the Self-Help Hipster Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Liana from the selfhelphipster.com. And my name is Andrew Chin. And Andrew has the sniffles. I do. You have the sniffles, you poor thing. Yes. So, you hear <laughs> You know what? That's not the kind of ASMR our listeners are subscribed to. No, I don't think not? so. I don't think that that's not, that's not the way to do it. Mm. We, could, we can get into it a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Andrew? I'm fine. You're fine. Oh, yeah, this is good at ASMR. Is this yeah. better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should find something like to, to, to tick on or something. Yeah, to click on. This is my, my Parker pen. You know, I like. I really. You I don't like that. No, I don't. I don't what listen do you, to ASMR. What, what is your ASMR? Thing? I don't listen to it. It just is, it just gives me the weird tingles, and it's not really the wrong tingles. Well, I don't know. It's just it's a it's weird sensation. To you, it's yeah. supposed to give you those sensations. Yeah, the good, I know it's like a good tingle, but it just I don't know. It's not really my scene. I feel a bit weird about it. What you? Is, what is? What do you ASMR listen to? St- uh, stand for autonomous sensory uh, audio meridian. sensory uh, autonomous. Oh, sensory sure. yeah, meridian right. yeah. response yeah. or something. something which is basically a fancy ass term for the tingles <laughs> the tingles yeah <laughs> but you have a little bit of the sniffles but otherwise yeah. other than that you're good yeah good. I, I saw a little girl doing asmr a dutch girl she's like super famous i don't know if i don't think we're talking about the same girl but I think we are. We might be. A lot be. of people do ASMR. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. There are like yeah. 10 million it's ASMR crazy. videos on, yeah. on YouTube. But recently I saw this little girl and she went, she said, it's with this uh, southern Dutch accent. Mm-hmm. So cute. <laughs> and she, she bought uh, Ferrero Rocher at Kruidvat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like, she like she was like six or something. Like the two worst things from the <laughs> Netherlands, though Ferrero Rocher is probably international, but still, yeah. I bought Ferrero Rocher from the Kruidvat. <laughs> For all the international expensive. listeners out there, Kruidvat is like a terrible store. It is the most. The moment you step in there, you're just like assaulted with sale, and it's yeah. just oh, it, I hate it so much. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the show. Back to the ASMR. Back to no. Back to the regular <laughs> show. You you can t- do a side show where right. the self help hipster ASMR. Oh, self help hipster <laughs> we can ASMR. Make a, we can make That's a bonus episode. Okay. Uh, well, you started it. It's true. I I started it. That's true. But let me ask you, what did you think about the previous <gasps> podcast? I thought it was so fun. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't listen to it, you really should. It's a podcast where. Um, uh, Susanna and Andrew talk about my book behind my back without me. <laughs> it was the best. It was really, really fun. And um, it was really weird for me to listen to because it's basically listening to two of your close friends gossip about you in like the best possible way. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but my friend Susanna is so British. And wow. I never really think about that until She's... I hear her speak in English, which is not that often. It's amazing. It was 
glorious. It was yeah, everything. Yeah, she sounded so posh. I loved it so much. So that was really fun. And in the beginning, I was asking you, should we do it in English yeah. or in Dutch? Because I don't know what if to she do? can mm-hmm. speak English or anything. There's actually a lot of demand for us to also start doing it in Dutch. I know. This yeah. is a thing. I know, but... I don't know. Maybe don't know. we maybe we should like make like a short little one or something. We can talk about it later. Anyway, but I it was, saw the statistics. Yeah. And USA was like huge. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Hey USA, so, what's hey. up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. So I don't think that's an option. We should no. have maybe our ASMR side show. Oh yes, we're, we're doing the ASMR side show in, <laughs> in Dutch. Dutch. Yes. So you brought this upon yourself. <laughs> No, but it was really cool. There was one thing that stood out to me where at one point Susanna says, Liana is fearless. And I'm just like, bitch, that's not true at all. But that it's was not. I, it no, is. It's really sweet. And but it's not true. <laughs> but it's not true. I am a huge coward at some I don't aspect so. of my life. Um, and um, but mostly I think that for the most part, it's correct in like development and normal life areas. But bitch, put me in like a scuba suit or on a bungee jump platform, or you will see a side of me that you have never seen. I am the chickenest, chickeniest <laughs> of shits when it comes to stuff like that. Are you so chicken McChickerson? <laughs> I'm definitely chicken McChickerson when it comes to like uh, extreme sports. And I, I would prefer to snowboard with like 10 kilometers an hour, but that's not, mm-hmm. that doesn't work that way. So I am a huge scaredy pants when it comes to like physical stuff. I'm just better and less fearful when it comes to mental things. So just, I wanted to set the record straight on that so that nobody thinks, oh, Leon is such a badass. I am not, I am not a badass. You're still a badass. I'm cool, yeah, sure. I, I am mean, a maybe you're not some, that not, good not at, not everything. Maybe you're not that good at dynamics in the actual physical world. <laughs> true, true <But> that. <laughs> <laughs> but over, okay, okay, fine. It's just a little bit more. I just wanted to set the record straight a little bit so that nobody thinks that oh, okay. uh, it's completely true (laughs) so yeah and today we're back at it which is really great because i've really missed this i've missed you andrew i missed you too so i'm glad that we're back in it why did um, we take so long i I don't know yeah but i was we were with the book we were busy uh life got in the way uh, and then you had to plan the episode without me so but now we can get back on to regular programming which is great yeah I'm always thinking about um, Rulof Hemmen. Yeah, Rulof Hemmen. Rulof yeah. Hemmen, who said, "Girl, you should do your podcast." Why? Yeah, it's true. I know. I, I'm maybe I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. Uh, For those of you who had who had, oh, hadn't heard, so uh, hadn't bad. heard, um, I did a so red, radio interview. Context. Uh, I did a radio interview a couple of well, months ago, actually mm-hmm. now, um, at BNR Radio, which is a Dutch business radio uh, show, and Rolf Hemmen is the 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 host, and we had a really fun conversation. And at one point, he played for all the listeners of BNR. He played a part of our podcast, which was so cool, and he so really cool. complimented us on our English, which was really nice. And then he. Basically told me, okay, go back to podcasting, and it's something that we that I actually hear a lot from people um, that they really think that we're doing a good job and they love listening to us. So if you were one of those people, or even if you're listening right now, thank you so much for supporting us and listening in to our little talk show. Yeah, thank you very much. Because the 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 topic was you decide you are saying I do whatever I want, yeah, because I don't have to. No, but I want certain to. Things. Yeah, but you want to. Yeah, for sure. And um, podcasting was one of those things that you said. Yeah, 
I don't have to do it. No. So I'll do it whenever I feel like it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I had to do it a little bit more. I had to feel like it a little bit more uh, or more regularly. Which is a nice bridge, I think, to the book. Yes. Don't you think? The book of the month. So uh, Andrew and I had a bit of a um, discussion on what book to do next. And um, I was actually reading a couple of different books. And I'm just going to go through them. Uh, one oh, by good one, idea. Yeah. so that you guys know kind of what the process was. So first of all, there was uh, "Calm the Fuck Down" by Sarah Knight, but I hadn't read uh, enough of it to really say, okay, this is a good book to talk about in the podcast. Uh, but it's the third book by Sarah Knight, and we've already done um, the complete guide to sure we the, 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 the Marie Kondo mm-hmm. uh, parody book. Yeah, what's it called? The guy to um, not giving a fuck or something. The, the 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 you know you know which one I mean. And then there's the other one. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And now um, she brought um, uh, calm the fuck down, which is a bit bit more anxiety based on how to deal with that. Um, and there was also you are a badass every day by Jen Sincero. And you guys know that Andrew and I are a huge fan of Jen and we really loved her previous two books where I said that I might actually like the one you are a badass making money even more than the first one. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited about this book and I actually, I got an, uh, I got an email to interview her. Uh, <gasps> yeah, no. for some reason I'm on some sort of like PR list awesome. uh, from, their, uh, from their publisher and I instantly replied was like okay you, you guys you know i'm not a big deal but if she has the time i would love to obviously i didn't hear back because you know i'm just this teeny tiny blogger in the world of literature uh, self-help literature you shouldn't have said that <laughs> no but it's true like it's not I, i'm not trying to be self-deprecating but obviously like the new york times wants to interview her yeah, like but they, forbes they... wants to interview her so it's 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 fine that they but obviously i'm going to take every chance i get in order to talk to jen like if if there's ever an opening. So I just emailed back. I'm just like, okay, this is the amount of followers I have. This is the exposure that I have, which I know is not that much when you compare it to the big boys. Did you have to do that? Or did you, could you just say, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it. Um, you asked me. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I did a little bit. I did a little bit of both. I was like, yeah, sure, just tell me whenever, and I'll 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 make it work. Uh, just so you know, this is what I will do with it. I'll uh, put it there. I'll put it there, and and I just uh, sort of like made a cute story about it, but I never heard back, which is fine. <laughs> which is oh, fine. Uh, which anyway. is not fine. <laughs> so so whatever so or the publisher, if you're listening, whatever you, we learned well, next you time, could, you, you just could say. have been talked about on the self help hipster podcast, but here we are talking about another book. No, but seriously, um, I start reading it and. I want to love it, but I don't. Ooh. You haven't read it yet, have you? You haven't listened to it? No. You, no. 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 Okay. Well, you are a badass every day. If For me, it just feels like more of the same. And that's just really not my jam when it comes to self-help books. You got to do something else next, which is something that Sarah Knight is actually pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and But I also started reading Grit by Angela Duckworth. It's a book that uh, was published in 2016, and it had been on my list forever and ever. And it's kind of in the same like brand of um, Reading Fast and Slow by Kahneman mm-hmm. and The Time Paradox by Zimbardo. It's kind of like pop psychology. Yeah. And she, Angela Duckworth is a... Um, an so act- tell me why, <laughs> why did you decide to read this book? Because I am... In the am, first place. Um, the concept of grit is very appealing to me. 
It always has been. And for those of you who don't exactly know what grit is, um, Angela Duckworth defines it as the passion and perseverance for long-term goals. Yeah. Um, and I am very attracted to that concept and to the mentality and to the science uh, of that particular phenomenon in cool. humans. Is it is it your um, life philosophy? Has it always been part of your life philosophy? Um, in part, it has been. And one thing that was really interesting to me as I read this book is how gritty I've been raised. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in the book, the, the book really uh, talks about grit in people mm -hmm. and... Um, it takes all these different, it brings up all these different research, uh, all the different research that has been done, but also like the concepts in schools and in sports, but also in um, parenting. And there that's were, the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a whole bunch of things where I read Great that. And I'm just like, God damn it. My parents were doing this to us. <laughs> and that was, and it's one of the that's reasons cool. like I'm, I've, I've always said this. I'm so thankful to my parents for the way that they've raised us. Um, uh, and they've made me who I am today because you you can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were some things in there that they that that my parents did. So that was really fun for me to to read. And I don't necessarily think of myself as the grittiest of grittiest because I get tired. I want to play video games, and I'm just a human. But there are some things mm -hmm. that we've really learned, like in terms of you can't just give up. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. Don't give up when things are bad. Exactly. Don't think, don't give up when there's a setback. Yeah. Yeah. So grit really appeals to me because yeah. it's, I feel it's something that we should all learn and keep cultivating within ourselves. Yeah. Because happiness is something that is <clears throat> important, but it's fleeting. And satisfaction from the things that you do is something that you can always feel, I think. What are you doing? <coughs> oh, <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> I was just like, okay, Andrew's making a break for it. Um, so um, Angela Duckworth, um, she is, um, I don't remember exactly her uh, resume, but in the end, she is a psychologist and an American academic. Yeah, and she started as a business consultant for McKinsey. Oh, yeah, and true, then she yeah. went to teaching. That's true. That was it. And then she decided to go study psychology. Yes, because she was Ridiculous. teaching math to kids. <laughs> yeah. And she noticed all these different little things and patterns in children where some children would give up so easily mm -hmm. and there were these other kids that were very talented at math but who wouldn't study and who then plateaued. And then were there were also the ones that were pretty weak in the beginning but when enough time and consistency was applied, they actually became really good. Yeah. And she basically, with grit, she found her thing, you know, her mm -hmm. passion, and the one thing that she wanted to devote a lot of her time to. And um, throughout the book, she takes you on the journey that she has taken in terms of the research that she's done on grit. And uh, she made the grit scale, which is a questionnaire that you can also do online if you want I to. Did, I, 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 um, you did. I, I, I did the grit scale thing. Do tell. 3.3. Out of five? five. That's pretty good. How did you do? I didn't do it. Oh. <laughs> it was one of the things that were on my list. I, I tried not, to be really, really, really honest. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise it's, it's, yeah, it it's, doesn't really say doesn't, much. No, but you, no. you, I, you but can, I think it's kind of true. Yeah. So that it, it's, it's like um, 30%. I don't know. I don't know. Something, something. Yeah. It, it was it was okay. 
<laughs> I think it's good. Well, I think it's like even, especially if you were really, really honest, you you tend to be a little bit more negative about yourself than you would regularly, normally. Um, so I think it's pretty accurate, and even more on like the the down the on the downside of the scale if you really think about it, mm-hmm. um, because as humans we all, always tend to think that we're doing less than we should, yeah. even though we're doing a lot, actually. Tur- turns out I'm I'm uh, very gritty in social circumstances. Ah. Like, I'm, I never ever give up when there's a team relying on me. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're part of, something. you like the gritty um, culture. Yeah. If you want to be gritty, I'm super join gritty the gritty a, group. I'm super gritty in the gritty culture. Yeah. But yeah. for myself, oh, I yeah. suck. Really? Yes. Because I feel like you're worst. so motivated from your from within, you know. Oh, I am, but turn this. This is the thing. This is my current obsession oh. right now. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to figure out how I need to change mm. to become the guy I want to be. Yeah. So I found out that I am I'm lacking in grit mm. when it comes to my own ideas. Oh yeah, or my I relate own to that. Projects yeah. mm-hmm. or yeah, you know when there's not, nobody else to easily mm-hmm. um, when there's no one looking. Yeah, exactly. When you're not watched, when you have to do it for yeah, yourself. The, uh, yeah, it just by yourself. It just yeah. um, I can easily give up and yeah. do something else. Yeah. Or then you get distracted, or you have to you start doing something yeah, else, or, or whatever. Get some yeah. stupid new idea. Yeah, exactly. That's and then the you take off with that the one. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, it's not good enough. Yeah, I relate. Yeah, Yeah. I have the same thing. But I never ever give up on on like an education thing. Mm, Sure. Like uh, it was no option for me. No. To quit any school. No, same. (laughs) No, definitely. If you start a school, you have to finish it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, it's just different when you're doing things for yourself that don't really affect anyone but you. Or that's the way, or how, that's how it feels for me. Um, things like um, writing regularly yeah. um, doesn't immediately affect anyone but myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you Cause mean. Because nobody's is, yeah. is yelling at me like Liana. Where's the article? Or Liana, where's yeah. the where's the chapter? And at least in this at this point, um, and people were never yelling at me while I was writing my book because <sighs> I'm a sucker for deadlines and I will make that fucking deadline. Yeah, even if it kills me. Me too. So, so that's 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 kind of fine. But whenever they're like, it's more loose, yeah. and it's sort of like, yeah, I have this idea, I want to do something with it, or whatever. It's so easy to just focus on other stuff. Which is such a shame because I really love to do all these things. It's such a shame. And also, um, that's something that I've noticed. Uh, so the grit thing is really um, that you keep going even when it's not fun all the time. Even when it's not fun in the moment. Even when it's tiring or frustrating or whatever, yeah. but you keep going. Are you talking about deliberate practice? Yes. Yeah. So because the, um, the easy things, for example, if you play a musical instrument, there are certain things that you love to do. For instance, play a, a popular piece mm-hmm. that you really like and that you enjoy. It's easy to play that. And you can do that really well. But then there's... Another piece, maybe by the same the the same uh, component composer composer, composer. Um, that's really difficult and that has a lot of like technical little things in it that you are f- that you find yeah. very frustrating and it's not easy to nail. If you practice that, even though you don't really like it, but it has an important part of the skills that you kind of want to have, yeah. that's deliberate practice. That is, it's the hard things the that you have to things, do. Yeah. I used to play the clarinet when I was younger. 
Wow. I played it until I was like 16 and then I decided it wasn't cool anymore and I stopped, which is a bummer if you think about it. <laughs> but it was just, we'll talk about that later. It was my one hard thing that eventually oh, I got to quit. Oh, one hard thing. I love the one hard thing. Uh, so cool. I think it's something that everyone should do. So we're definitely going to get back to that. Yeah. Um, and then like, I really like to play like popular music, but I, d I wasn't really into all the more <laughs> classical stuff. Um, so, but you had, you had to do all of it basically. So I also had to play things that I didn't really like. And that was the deliberate practice because it was like with more difficult little things, uh, as a player. Um, and when I think about it now, I wish I had more practice with deliberate, deliberate practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, um, I get distracted so easily nowadays and I feel like if I had more practice, just like sitting my ass down and just doing whatever the thing is for a while to get better at something without really seeing results immediately or even the week after or even the month after, like only in like after a longer period of time, you would see, oh my God, I actually did improve because the thing that I've had so much trouble with is actually a lot easier now. Yeah. I wish I would apply that more and I wish I had applied that more when I was younger, but it's something that I've I'm really inspired by in the book like it doesn't have to be easy i work out a couple of uh, blocks from here and they make us do the the weirdest things that i am just <laughs> not i am ladies and gentlemen i am not gifted in the movement department physically i, I am again the physical the dynamics yeah, my, in the physical uh, world uh, my coach akil <laughs> said to me once while i was doing whatever kind of exercise he was just like you're probably really smart because the really smart <laughs> ones are always uncoordinated. I was like, God damn it. But, but yes. <laughs> Great compliment. Great compliment. And also a horrible insult because I was moving in a clumsy way, which I usually do. Um, but I keep practicing and I know that I, I don't look good when I'm doing it. And there's all these people that are so... You know they're so athletic and limber, and they 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 can do pull-ups and, and push-ups. Does he say to them, "You're probably really stupid <laughs> because you're doing this really not. well"? <laughs> but it's um, um, it's good to to be okay with a little bit of discomfort or frustration or God damn it, I'm really bad at this. I feel like it's oh, good yeah. for people to 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 be okay with that and to just keep going with the hope that eventually it will get better, but no expectation of when exactly that will be. Uh, right? Oh man, it's so true. Cause you, I, you, I really wish, uh, <laughs> but this is the thing. Yeah. I get it, I get it, yeah. I know this. Yeah. And also, um, I know how this works and I know it takes a lot of time Yeah. and it, actually works you yeah. know when you do the hard thing exactly you take the time for it and the interesting thing is is that i definitely have exhibited grit when it comes to writing i've been writing oh yeah you have i have been writing for as long as i can remember in however way was possible in all these different forms and formats mm -hmm. and hours and hours and hours of practice deliberate practice have gone into it um, I did weird crea creative writing courses in order to improve. I spent hours and hours writing fiction when I was younger and that I'm not writing fiction now, but I, it would help me to, to, to do that again in order to sort of yeah. get better at certain aspects of writing that you don't really do when it, when you come, when it, ha when you're talking about self-help or, or nonfiction, um, hours and hours and 
I don't like, I've always said about writing, or I haven't always said about writing, but ever since the book, I've, I've told people writing is the best and the worst thing that I do. <laughs> like it's, there's nothing I love more and there's nothing that makes me more unhappy and uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Uh, but still, I cannot help it. I will sit down and I will start writing and it will be horrible up until the point that it's not. And then I'm in it and then I write <laughs> and then the next day I come back to it, write again, even though I know that at some points I will hate everything. And it's just, I, I find that really interesting that cool. and I'm completely okay with writing being my thing. I love that. Writing is the one thing that I have the most grit in. And now it's interesting to see if I can take that grit that I so yeah. relatively easily apply because it, it doesn't matter that I hate it sometimes. Sure, I procrastinate. Sure, I do clean my entire house because I know that I have to write a chapter. <sighs> but I'll always sit down at the end and I'll always get there eventually. And that process is just so interesting to me and I will always do it. And that little grit that I have there can be applied to other things, I think. And I feel like that's the same for everyone. The grit that you have in programs for school or courses or things that you have to get a diploma at, apparently you can do it. So how to take that into other areas of your life is really interesting. And I don't know exactly how we can all do that, but I feel that we can. Is it possible to do it in all areas? Well, not all. I feel like there's that's the way that, that I feel. There should always be this one area that you're that you suck at. You know, you you have to have uh, a lazy bum area. I love that. Yeah. There's always this this other room. Yes. There's the room of. There's the bleh. room. <laughs> <laughs> a little room in your brain where it's just like. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's okay if you do too. everything you don't perfectly. Have to be, exactly. You don't have to be perfect. You'll, you'll run. You run down by a truck or something. Yeah. Just, run over by a truck. Just you know, you gotta have your little thing that you suck at or are lazy, and that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect at everything. So, um, we talked about the one hard thing and th we're just going to go throughout the book in, yeah, like, yeah, weird, sure. uh, in a weird order. But the one hard just thing... Just read the book. Just read the book, definitely. <laughs> the one hard thing is really, really cool. It's in, at the end of the book where Angela talks about her family. And the one hard thing rule, or the one hard thing has three rules. So within her family, everyone has to do a hard thing everyone so the mom the dad the daughters mm -hmm. they all have this hard thing for the mom it's the grit thing for the dad it's being a real estate agent and uh, being a runner the one girl i can't remember and then there was the, the youngest one who eventually after trying a different couple of different things ended up at the fiola yeah yeah so you have to have one hard thing where and that consists of you have to have something that you have to have daily deliberate practice for in mm -hmm. order to get better um and you the second rule is you can't quit but you cannot quit until the season is over or the tuition P is, is finished. You have to renew your, your subscription. Yeah. You cannot quit on a bad day or when exactly. you get some sort of you have to You have to keep going until there's like this natural stopping point. And I, re I relate yeah. to that because that's the same way my parents did it for me with like street dance, with um, playing the clarinet, with boxing, with all these different little things. You cannot quit. You have to keep going until there's this natural point where you can stop if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. And the third That's one great. is... That's great. You pick the thing. Yeah. So nobody course. can pick the one hard thing for you. You have to pick it yourself. But you have to pick something. Ballet. Yeah. Ballet was the one. The ballet was the, was the, was the, other, <laughs> was the other daughter. You're right. You're right. And um, I remember that from when I was younger. Because my brother uh, played uh, uh, sports and uh, played the trumpet. And I uh, was 
I was on street, I did street dancing and I was playing the clarinet. And my parents would never let me quit until there was the natural stopping point. That's so smart. That is really smart. And it actually was like, okay, you have to keep going. Um, and that made, made it so much easier in order to do that myself too as an adult. I, I, don't, I would parent this way. Yeah, me too. I think it's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And I really appreciate my parents for doing that. And also the money that you spend on children and their <laughs> hobbies. Holy shit. How much is a kid? A uh, hundred thousand? hundred thousand, yeah. Until the 18? Yeah. yeah. That's that's average. That's a, that's that's that's, that's average. A, yeah, I know that's yeah. average, and that's like the most that's expensive when you, hobby yet you can have a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you 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 don't even use all the the A brands. Exactly. That's like an average thing. But I really appreciate that that my parents have done that for us, and that the one hard thing, although never as explicitly mentioned as it is in this book, mm -hmm. uh, it is something that I recognized from when I was young. Cool. I really like that. Um, and what I also really liked, um, and then I'm gonna stop talking. You can have a little speech of yours, of your, of your own. Um, <laughs> the one thing then that you I can also have your little speech. really liked was um, at the beginning of the book, Angela mentioned something that I find really interesting, which is the naturalness bias. Oh, and yeah. that's basically saying that we don't really like it when people tell us how hard they had to work in order to get somewhere. We like our excellence fully formed which is weird i know but, i do uh, but not all, understand no, this me neither but i recognize it within myself for some reason i like it's not like i uh, because you know uh, it makes it easier to recognize and then you sort of take this meta approach where you're just like oh but i feel that way because it's the naturalness bias so basically humans are kind of like formed in order to like the thing that's that seems like it's that's the way that it has always been we mm -hmm. don't want to see the hard work um it's something like we like we like the mysteriousness yeah, of it yeah, yeah. And, the, and the mystic and i think like we like magic yeah and i think too that we don't really want to know we don't want to know because that much... means we have to work hard exactly too. exactly oh, is that it? if we because if we oh, wow. see that other people are like super good at something we're just like oh wow amazing I could never do that. Mm. And that's not true. You know, I never had that. I don't like it. No. I'm not that way. Good. What I got really mad when my uncle said Cristiano Ronaldo mm -hmm. is like, he's not a natural talent. He's like really stiff. Mm -hmm. But he got really, really good. Yeah. And I was like, but can't you admire that? Exactly. I, that it's, if you even though he's not that natural super super amazing i actually love that yeah and he did everything to become super good yeah i i and admire that's exact, that yeah, i yeah. i love that and that's exactly what the book says like talent is common and hard work will be talent every time if talent doesn't work hard yeah and i try to live my life that way because i've i've seen people who were always told that they were so talented at something and they were so gifted and and oh you're gonna do amazing things and then they didn't work hard and they didn't do any of those things and i was just like <laughs> okay i don't want anyone to tell me that i have talent i want to have a good work, work ethic i want to oh, yeah. do things and i want to um put hours in i want to invest my time and my energy in things and if that pays off you can say that's really good good job yeah Imagine the difference between saying, oh, 
great job, you're so talented. Yeah. Versus, great job, job, because you put so much effort into this. Yeah, it's true. Which one is better? Well, definitely the last one. A work ethic is a great thing to have. Right? Yeah. My biggest uh, sports idols are people who work hard. I really like the example of Will Smith in the book. There's this example of Will Smith in the beginning um, where he says, like, there's better actors than me, but I will fucking die on the treadmill. (sighs) No one can beat my sickening (laughs) work ethic. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather die on a treadmill than stop before the other one Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I like that about Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, there's some hidden things about this guy. Yeah. He's a fascinating character, I think. Yeah. Did you see The Red Table with him and Jada? Should I? Yeah. Noting it. I think that there's more episodes of that dropping, but it's basically the first time that they have a conversation about their relationship, okay, cool. like on the air, like on like in on television. Yeah. And have it's you seen show- his YouTube? Uh, yeah. a, few, a few videos. I haven't. <laughs> He's a YouTuber eh. now. Yeah, I saw is, a cute video with weird. him and Lisa Koshi, which was fine, but it's just, I don't know. I like him when he's either, I like him in like the motivational stuff or when he's just like, being quick-witted on like some talk show that's oh, yeah, just my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be you will yes just be you <laughs> and that's great yeah do you know this book is actually so important do this tell. Is, if you think about it this mm-hmm. book is ridiculously important this yeah. topic this topic is, is super ridiculously important. important it makes all the difference yeah it's the key i think so don't you think yeah exactly because of the naturalness myth that needs yeah. to die um, it's Bye. good. It's good that there's a book that basically celebrates grit, the perseverance, and keeping go. Yeah, to keep going yeah. when it comes to long-term wants and goals. Um, I think it's better to to focus on that than on the um, the fully formed that doesn't really exist anyway. No. But the thing is, I find I, I'm I'm thinking about that a lot lately because I have younger cousins and I, um, you know, there's always the, the the millennials versus the baby boomers thing. Um, when I was in school, I did study quite a bit and I'm smart, I'm smart, but I'm not, um, uh, there are certain areas that are just not my natural domain and I have to study. I, I can remember things, but it, it doesn't just happen naturally. I studied, I made summaries, I made little drawings, I reproduced my knowledge. I had to work for my diplomas every single time. The high school diploma, the bachelor, the master, um, my freaking wine course. I had to study because <laughs> otherwise it didn't work. Um, and I studied quite a bit when I was in, in high school. Just for some context, <laughs> there are two beautiful um, certificates. Di- certificates right here in the middle of the room yes. saying that she passed her wine test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With distinction, with distinction, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. But I did have to work for that. And I have to work for a lot of things. They don't, they don't happen naturally um, or easily at some point. And um, I don't really know how many people still study the way that they should or that they could in order to get better or get diplomas or whatever. What do you think? Because I don't think that millennials are entitled at all, but I don't know <laughs> if they are if they are able to apply themselves to all the things. You know what I mean? No. Why is it, why is it different? Um, 
there's more distractions nowadays. Which makes it harder. Which makes it so much harder. So if right now you 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 manage to be really good at something and spend time yeah. at getting something, it's even a bigger accomplishment. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So if you don't drop out of school, that's amazing. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. If you don't drop, <laughs> if you don't drop out of school these days, yeah, you're super gritty. Yeah. You are gritty, McGritterson. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 it, it's definitely harder and. Um, and also maybe from time to time people are just like but that's just how I am which is like the biggest uh, boner killer in the world to me personally. go away if you say yeah. that this is um, how I am because there's this thing with the growth mindset and the fixed mindset fixed oh, mindset yeah. is oh, basically good. I know I love this book I, just, I remembered a lot of it um, fixed is basically where you say this is the way that I am I am this good at math I am this good at language and I am this good at algebra period yeah. that's it but the growth mindset said, I'm this good at math right now. Right now. I'm this good at algebra right now. And I'm this good at language right now. But if I apply myself and spend time and energy on this, there's room for growth. There you go. And I feel yeah. like that's a really healthy thing um, to keep applying to yourself. Just because it's the way it is right now doesn't mean that you can't change or improve it. No. I used to be really bad at languages. What? In school. Really? Yeah, I didn't. It it didn't interest me. I, I, yeah. Because I didn't have any language. But <laughs> I grew up in Suriname, and yeah. we didn't get any languages, <laughs> <laughs> language classes. <laughs> so I came here, and I had I I missed a year of French. Mm, sure. So yeah. I I actually didn't have to do French. No. I could just do whatever. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get a good grade, and I studied like all day and all night and my dad even helped That's which is nice. like at the time the worst thing that can happen yeah to you. oh tell me but, about it yeah god <laughs> but i still remember that night that mm. i sat with my dad all night yeah. long and my dad used to be he used to live in kuru which is like a french country mm -hmm. and he taught me how to think in french oh, in french in, in french yeah yeah and i got a really good grade that Yay. day and it didn't even matter because no. I didn't even have to get no, the grade. But, it's, but it was the coolest thing. I yeah. still remember that. And actually, it's like I with remember. my dad and math from the really? book. Oh, yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Buy I remember book, that. I remember book, that. That was book. so cool. <laughs> that was a cool part. Available wherever fine books are sold. <laughs> even in the back curve. Yes, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but the other thing that I think about when I think about like people that are younger than me, um, we are more used to things being fun than our previous generations were. But there's uh, this one quote in the book. Really? I, th I think so. I think like definitely with all the entertainment that we have and the, all the th new ways to learn and uh, more time that we actually have for fun things. I feel like we nowadays are more used to things being fun than our parents and especially our grandparents were. Which is not necessarily to say that we are frivolous and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's not my, my issue. But um, when you're used to things being fun all the time, it's a little bit harder to stomach when things aren't as fun. And there's this quote in a book about a swimmer who, who basically just says, I didn't always like training. I didn't always like getting out of bed at freaking 530 in order to go into a freezing cold pool in order to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't like that, but 
whenever I was done, I would feel so good that I did it, or I feel satisfied that I always did keep going. Yeah. And I find that like sometimes it's okay to do something for the satisfaction afterwards. Do you think you can use that? Do you think that the satisfaction afterwards is something you can <laughs> remind yourself yeah. of when you have to start? I think so. It's like I will be so satisfied after this hardship. Yeah, I think it's um um I sometimes think, you don't see it. Yeah. No, sure. And I feel I feel like it's this is obviously this book and our podcast is not like some sort of like preach moment in order to get all of you to to do horrible things all the time uh, just because they'll help you long term because there's this balance that you can find. Um what's your question? If if you can teach yourself oh, to, yeah. to to have that the thing You have to take it into account, I feel. Like I don't think that all the time you can you can remind yourself and then go because then um, you have to listen to your body and to your mind. Like you have to sort of find a balance between doing what's right, even when you don't feel like it, and not doing what's right because at that point it's not the right thing to do. Like if you're super, super tired after working out all week, don't drag yourself to the gym. Take that rest day because it's healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what you write in the book. Yeah, exactly. That like there's the balance there, but I do think it's good. Um, for example, I'm doing snowboard classes right now in order to freshen up my very limited skills that I have <laughs> for our ski trip in March. Um, I'm not good at it, and I don't like things that I'm not good at, which is why um, I hadn't done a refresher course like this before. But I do like getting better at things. So mm -hmm. I go because I paid the money to go. Oh, that can also really help yeah. to be like, okay, I want to like use the thing that I bought. So I'm going <laughs> to use it. Um, and afterwards, I'm always like, oh, that's cool. I did another one and then there's four more to go. And it's, it's okay to think you don't have to enjoy yeah. the complete experience no. all the time. You just set up a system. I set up a system. Yeah, I it's like great. It's on Monday nights. That's great. I come home, I eat a, I eat like toast, uh, a piece of toast and a banana. And then I go to, um, to the place. It's like a 20 minute bike ride. I go there, I do the, it's an hour and it's pretty, like, it's pretty exhausting. I do an hour and then I go come home and I eat dinner. Yeah. And I don't necessarily enjoy it all that much. But I do know... But you will enjoy it later exactly. when you are on the, on when the I'm, ski slope. Yeah, when I'm actually on the slopes, I hope it will give me a little bit more confidence and yeah. a little bit more skill. That's all I want. So right now, it doesn't have to be that great. I can yeah. fall flat on my ass while yeah. like 12 people are watching. <laughs> um, and I can have sore muscles and I can spend that Monday evening in that place. Uh, because I know the long term, it will pay off. Cool. And it's good to do that every once in a while. Huh. Something for the greater good for the long term. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what else did you like about the book or did not like about the book? I'm going to look up some quotes while you, uh, while you do it. I think the book is very important and it got me really, it got me thinking. Yeah. That it's a marathon and not a sprint. 100%. And um, that I'm a sprint kind of guy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you can incorporate the sprints into the marathon. How? Okay, I'm going to... This is an example that I give all the time to my students and to anyone basically who will listen. Because this is really weird thing that happens when you write a book 
there's sort of like this word vomit that comes out whenever people talk about like books and stuff yeah. and you cannot stop yourself from talking about it so that happens to me from time to time and i talk like if you give me a, a moment's notice i will <laughs> talk about it um but i found out by myself while writing the book that i'm a sprints person too because mm-hmm. i you cannot put me in here from nine to five and expect me to write the entire time that's just not the way my brain works i work in spurts in mm-hmm. chunks and i ran the marathon writing a book wise by writing three times 20 minutes a day for a while when i was working towards the the deadline for the first version for the, to, the for the first draft yeah. i what i did is i would go to a coffee place before work write two pomodoro bits mm-hmm. so the 20 <laughs> minutes and then i would go to work either do 20 minutes in my lunch break or 20 minutes at the end of the working day or 20 minutes at night but i work best in the morning so i worked with these little sprints in order to get to the marathon goal of finishing a book and i feel like this, that's the same thing um for a lot of different things that you can use those if you're a sprinter yeah just use those sprints focused on the marathon goal whatever that may be can you get into flow state in such a short notice yeah short time yeah i can just a short time. yeah 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 okay and what happens occasionally is when the buzzer rings for like my little break i'm just like fuck you break and i keep going <laughs> obviously okay but um especially on the days when there when there's a time pressure or you're not entirely into it at least you've done 20 minutes of work or yeah, 40 that minutes makes all of the work. Difference. and, yeah, and that great. makes it so much easier yeah. to keep yeah. going yeah the one important thing that helps me in terms of staying gritty is keeping momentum so it's not about doing a lot of work in one day but it's about doing a little bit every day in order to get somewhere yeah that makes it easier for me to function keep cycling south keep cycling south <laughs> yes that's beautiful all right i'm gonna look up some of the quotes that i really like and i think that that's the end of the book for oh, do we recommend the book oh hell yes hell yeah and i also really like like the it reads really well for a pop science book yeah yeah it's really easy and it's fun and she's this topic is something that you can apply to anything that you do uh and it can help you it, this is something that will always help you like the not everyone needs to get their shit together not everyone needs to make money not everyone needs to uh i don't know tidy their house but this grit is something that you can use in anything in your life and there must be something did you see the ted talk i haven't no I found out I'm not really a video person, which is why I'm really happy that there's more people blogging again these days. Awesome. Uh, I, I just really like Because I saw read. the TED Talk years ago. Like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a 2016. It's a famous, it's a famous yeah. TED Talk. Yeah. yeah. That's why I knew what you were talking about when you said, yeah. I'm reading great. So, she talks oh, about the okay, TED Talk cool. in the book, though. Yeah, she does. And what I really liked about that was that she was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this TED Talk. Uh, yeah. And then the people from TED were just like, no there's this disc practice session and you have to Skype in with like one, two, three experts. And then she does and they're just like, okay, this and this and this and this and this needs to change. She was just like, what? I'm horrible. But then she realized that this is actually also really important in, yeah. in terms of like growth and development. Yeah. You have to listen to the experts. Yeah. And I had this really fun talk about this with um, Jelmer from Jelmer uh, from de Boer.nl. He's a, he's a writer and blogger in the Netherlands and he's, he, he, he does a lot of different things. Uh, his last book was 
Thuisblijven is duurder, which is a book about cheap travel. Um, and he's currently writing a plant book, which I'm not going to read because I don't care. Um, and then there's another one coming called Autonomy, which I do really like. And maybe we can talk about that in a podcast. What a great idea. Yeah. Okay. But he, we were talking about that and he wrote um, his first book is called, I'm just going to translate it in English because I just love it so much. Bake a pie, get a six pack, which I think is just so funny. Um, and he, we were talking about the process of making a book. And he said, you know, I hate, hate when other people butt into my work and when they, uh, when they, they meddle and they, they have these ideas about something that I made and blah. And I understand that. I told him like, I completely understand that. But (laughs) when I was writing my book, my editor told me a couple, like my editor, basically she, she completely filleted my entire book and I listened most of the time, but it's not easy. Uh, It's hard when someone sort of like shanks your baby into like yeah. these, all these little pieces that that it has to change that you have to change about it but there were a, there were two things in my book that i didn't listen to her about and when i reread my own book and i came to a certain piece where those two things were i was just like fuck she was right because <laughs> sometimes you need the objective yeah. eyes of someone else and that's what i told mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. you have to accept that you don't always know best and that there's other people who have skills and experience that can help you create an even better product or can help you become oh, an absolutely. even better speaker yeah. uh, author or whatever and yeah. i think that that's really important also to um never think that you're the best at something yeah because it's it's when it's about communication it's about how to the message lands right? exactly it's not about uh, always be else. open to feedback and to, to to learn and to to apply something from someone else in order to make your thing better it, because yeah. you know usually it's true yeah oh yeah the quote that i also <laughs> really love is our potential is one thing what we do with it is quite another definitely because the one thing that i really want when i when i die hopefully in like 170 years because science has advanced to such a point that i can live for a really long time. Um, the one thing that I want is that I can look back and be like, I didn't squander the potential that I had. Like the things Ooh. that were taught by, to me by my parents, the things that I learned in school, the things that I was good at. I hope that I cultivated those and, and, and used those in order to help others and myself and that I did not squander the potential that was given. Nice. Yes. So that's why I really like that quote. Should I say that on your eulogy? Yes, please. She did not squander her potential. Yes, if you say that, I'm going to be happy up in the heavens or in <laughs> hell, depending on whatever else I do like <laughs> this year. Um, it all comes down to this year. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head down and go hard. Hard work really, really matters. I like that. And I also really like the lesson was that when you have setbacks and failures, you can't overreact to them. Because I talk to a lot of people during my job and basically my it's self-talk too, really. Um, we overreact to setbacks and failures because it's a part of our ego in order to... we It's a part of our ego that we want to be good at things yeah. and things have to go right on the first try. Yeah. They don't. I was talking to this, to this guy who had an exam that he failed four times and he was just so discouraged and he was just like oh my god i'm never gonna make it and i'm just like you can't give up but it will be the worst thing because you're you nearly have your diploma and what if the next time you would actually get it we don't always do th- do it right the first second third or fourth try it took me four fucking times to get my driver's license but what if i'd quit yeah i'm an i'm a great driver it's it just like- took me a, lo- a little bit longer to get there 
It's like when you're um, 80% across the desert mm-hmm. and decide to return. Exactly. It's like, oh, I can't do this last 20%. Exactly. Just back. keep going. <laughs> You've got to keep going. Definitely. Don't overreact to the to the bad grade or to the breakup or to the to the not getting a job or getting fired. Don't overreact. There are so many more options. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This whole grit thing, mm-hmm. it really makes you think about your whole life as uh, like this one big project. Yeah, like definitely. It's not. I. I. You, people are 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 used to thinking short term and definitely. A, like a little bit of long term. Mm, sure. But thinking long term is so important. Very. And you know why? Because the chance of you surviving is far greater than you dying tomorrow. Exactly. So you might as well. You, you, it's better to think long term. To think, Definitely. To, to think about your retirement. To think about being an old guy yeah. or a woman. Yeah. Like, that's probably going to happen. Exactly. So you might as well plan for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And sure, nothing, not everything can be planned for, but there's things that you can do in order to make your tomorrow more beautiful. Yeah, but because if you don't, if you just think about today, or mm-hmm. you're basically uh, placing a short bet against yeah. your life. That's true. It's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know if you. I, I feel like you'll relate to this. That I can be. I can get like super sad about all the time that I didn't use to my advantage. And that's not really helpful. And it has two parts. So f- the one part for me is. I have accepted that I need time to fuff around, as my British friends say. I need time to to just like hang around the house and do dumb shit. I don't I don't get to be productive all the time. Um, and on the other hand, there is a lot of time that I did use, and there are so much more time that I can use. But yeah. I got to start today, because mm-hmm. the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago, <laughs> and the next best best time is today. Today. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add or should we move on? I feel like we've been talking about it for a while. We have. And I can talk about it forever. Same. (laughs) But we shouldn't. We should start talking about some other stuff. Yeah, I want to end with this. Oh, it's like, please do. How do you set up a very good system? Do not fail at this. Or to make this grid thing work. Because it's Mm. hard. How do you set up to make the grit to make yourself more gritty? Yeah, how do you actually do it? Um, well, I think that there's a part of it that's not within your control, and that's your environment. Like, um, I work out quite a bit. Um, I try four times a week, which I usually manage to do. That would not work if Vincent was being an ass about it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if he would be, oh, I don't get to see you. Oh, you're going going to the gym again. If he would do that, it would be so much harder for me to do. But instead, when I go out of bed, he's just like, knock him dead. When I come back, he's like, how was the workout? If I want to go work out, he's like, okay, I'm going to make dinner. And I do the same for him, obviously, because that's the way that you do things in a relationship. Um, but he makes it easier for me to be gritty because he supports it. So support from the environment is super, super important in my opinion um second take it slow one thing at a time one day at a time you don't have to be a super gritty person tomorrow and it helps to document 
my passion planner is like seriously 50% of the reason that my life is together slash semi together. Uh-huh. Without the passion planner, I would be nowhere. Affiliate link in the description. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that planner is like the one reason that for the past two years, my life has been like super easy because it's so easy to plan my days and my weeks and to get and to get the to-dos. And sh- sure, um, it doesn't always work out exactly the way that I planned, but that's the interesting thing that I learned over time as well. Planning is never f- finite. Planning no. is always a, a work in progress. Yeah. So days sometimes get away from you or something mm. unexpected happens and then you have to adjust and adapt. And I feel that the the realization and the acceptance of the fact that a like a schedule or the plan that you made is not set in stone is the other 50% of the reason that my life is together. Be- because <laughs> I can adapt and I can swerve and I can make yeah. it work even though circumstances or factors change. I think that flexibility is super important to learn because it makes it easier to be gritty in unexpected circumstances. So there you go. There you go. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So, you want to go to pop culture pleasures? Yes. Pop culture pleasure. What is your pop culture pleasure? My pop culture pleasure was, because I finished it, goddammit, The Haunting of Hill House. What is that? It's um, it's a TV show. It's on Netflix, and it has Michiel Huisman, our Dutch oh. pride, and it's this. Uh, <laughs> it's based on a book, an old book, uh, and it's I think it's like eight or ten episodes of a, basically it's a horror show uh, about um, a family uh, who lived in a ha- haunted house basically, and it is one of the scariest, most beautiful, and thrilling. Uh, Netflix shows I've ever seen. Cool. Finn and I binged watched that yeah? shit. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. And I was talking about this with Susanna, and she just said, mm. "There's this one. There's this one episode where they're um, when they're hosting a, a, a funeral of sorts, and she's just like, it was just like watching a play. That's how good and moving it was. It was more like a play than a TV show. It's so good. You nice. should really watch it. What and I'm it? not even that into horror because I hate scary stuff. Oh, horror. But this oh, is yeah, really I good. I don't like horror. No, I can't do it. Okay, well, you should try. You should definitely try yeah. this show. Yeah, I, f- I think so. I think that this... It's trans- like this- a little protection for my soul. Sure, but this, trans- this transcends the genre. So I oh, think okay. you should. Yeah, I think you should. Okay, cool. What's your pop culture pleasure? Well, I think we talked about it like in season one. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, again, Billions. The show Billions. Do you know the show Billions? No. The- is that the one about the headphones? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, then and, I do remember you talking about it. Uh, yeah, and 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 the thing it's is, it's an HBO. It's uh on Showtime. But Showtime. I have Ziggo, Ziggo yeah. Go here, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and somehow it's on Ziggo. Awesome. On the on the TV thing, and I can watch it on my phone. Oh, then I can probably watch it too. And hmm. the thing is that there's a now a season two and season three. Cool. And. I left it alone for mm-hmm. a long time because I didn't have time to watch any show. And but but I, isn't it just the I best when you can pick it up? I just yeah, I just picked it up, and the uh, the most amazing thing happened. There was this character, mm-hmm. her their name is Taylor, uh-huh. and it's a non-binary character. Oh wow, and that's she, so cool! And and this character is like really well-spoken and fast and smart and amazing and it's the coolest thing to watch and it's like whoa that is cool okay and 
Yeah. Are there any famous actors in in Billions or Damien Lewis from Twenty Four? Okay. Paul Giamatti, Maggie Siff. A few. A few. Okay. Yeah, they're very good, and and the show is 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 from um, Brian Koppelman. Mm -hmm. Brian Koppelman is a guy whose podcast I listen to. Oh, and he's like he has. He's a really like powerful Hollywood guy. I love that. And yeah. He wrote he he writes this and he also talks about writing. He talks about screenwriting mm-hmm. and he talks about how difficult it is and yeah. how he started and how he used the artist's way. Do you yeah. know the oh, yeah, artist's yeah, yeah, way? Yeah, of course, by yeah, Cameron. By, yeah, by Julia, Julia Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. And all that makes me so inspired. I love it, that. It, this whole thing inspires me to, to like like him being my sort of mentor oh, in this whole beautiful. thing. So I I love the show. Cool. It's really cool and it's it's <gasps> it's awesome. We have to talk about another show. Let's it's go. my other pop culture obsession. Let's go. Sex education. Oh. Have you seen it? Um I've seen trailers when you <gasps> just showed me something. It is so good it's funny huh? it's so funny oh <laughs> my god i have laughed hysterically it is so good it has jillian anderson in it which makes everything better in my yeah. opinion um ever since uh the the x-files and definitely the fall i've been obsessed with her she's just so beautiful yeah. um so it's a show about um about a 16 year old boy who is sort of sexually repressed because his mom is a sex therapist yeah. and um uh, <laughs> things happened in his in his past that made it not nothing creepy or, or horrible, but just like something that would yeah, influence, yeah, yeah. Uh, like would have an impact on a kid. And but he ha- he knows a lot about like sexuality and issues. Uh-huh. So he sort of like starts up this little sex therapy That's clinic. So cool. And somebody told him to do it, right? Yes. Yeah. There's this this girl who who just sees him. Like at one point, she witnesses him having a conversation with someone about it, and she's like whoa um because the school finds out that his mom is a sex therapist which is obviously hilarious for like 16 year olds to find out something about that about a classmate and then the show kind of takes off from there and it's so beautiful and i know a lot of people that cried when they watched it i personally didn't but that's just because i'm dead on the inside um but it's a really (laughs) really good show it's really fun and it's it's also kind of funny that it's kind of like 80s in terms of the way that it looks. Yeah. But they all have cell phones and, and Snapchat and all these things. It's just so yeah, funny. It's, it's like it's, 80s, the, it's, today's 80s. Yeah. And all the characters <laughs> from the, from the, uh, it's basically like um, a mean girls with a different focal point, uh, more modern cool, and yeah. more accepting. I just really liked it. Awesome. I, yes. Go watch. If you haven't watched it, it's the best thing on uh-huh, Netflix right now. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, awesome. Let's move on to our obsession. My current obsession. All right. So, Andrew, what are you obsessed with at the moment? Actually, I'm obsessed with... The the funny thing is, I'm obsessed with my future. That's so nice. And Is that kind of the thing you were talking about in the beginning? Yeah. How, be, how do I become who I want to be? I want to change. I want to become someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied. <laughs> okay. With, no, no, no. This is, this is the thing. I also by reading this book mm-hmm. and also by just reading a lot of financial books mm-hmm. and seeing a lot of people online talking mm-hmm. about money and mm-hmm. finance and life and future. There is so much to gain by becoming a certain person mm-hmm. and 
right now I'm just not that guy. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know how to do it. But, but you want to. I want to radically change myself. All right. And I'm not, you know, uh, people always say like, this is how I am. Meh. Oh, fuck that. No. I. So let me ask you, what do you want to do more of in order to become that person? I want to be, make bolder moves, mm-hmm. be grittier, mm-hmm. somehow be smarter <laughs> about in what things. Sense? Um, and that is something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I've been working on since forever. It's mm-hmm. like knowing things. And I've, I finally. You're a very knowledgeable fi- guy, yeah. I'm finding out that this compound interest thing, that mm-hmm. knowing things and knowing more. Yeah. And experiencing things and then knowing even more <laughs> it's it's really cool yeah because when i think of, when i look at myself 10 years ago or mm-hmm. I, i i think like who is this stupid guy i mean i was really <laughs> stupid even when i was in college yeah i was the dumbest ass ever and the only reason I've, but hindsight I, is 2020 honey yeah but I was really dumb well, compared to my classmates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They were so far ahead. Really? And the, yes. And the oh. only, yeah, that's, that's how I noticed. Okay. Because people were saying things that I'm only now getting. Oh, okay. It's like, ooh, that's what you mean. Uh-huh. That's what you're saying. <laughs> now, and then we're almost 40. Yeah, so. Which is ridiculous. We all have our own trajectory. Yeah, we, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But that's why... I'm deciding this because um yeah that's one that's so so the knowledge thing I'm yeah. gonna keep learning mm-hmm. and keep doing it but also I think I need need help <laughs> I need a coach or yeah. something like that cool something like that yeah like, and who do you want as your coach I don't know someone, someone who, who's actually a mentor I'd say yeah someone, someone who's actually who, who can, done what who you I can do. actually yeah. listen to yeah And just do exactly what that person says. Yeah. And not and think again and think by. like, nah. Exactly. It's hard yeah, to Yeah, I don't know. That. Even with all <laughs> the coaches on the internet, to find that person that yeah. you will blindly listen to because you know and trust that they know what they're yeah. doing and then therefore they know what they tell you, yeah. that's hard to come by. Yeah. Because usually a, a like really good uh, coach or therapist will just uh, list, uh, ask questions, right? Yeah. It's like, ask good questions like yeah. what do you want to do so yeah. why and, yeah. and why and why mm-hmm. it's like yeah cool yeah. Sure. but I also need someone who's who's been there seen mm, it exactly. done it and yeah. and can tell me exactly like no 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 you know what that. is a really good exercise Just though do that. Um, if you imagine the person that you're that you want to be and that you are 10 years from now comes back from the future to now to coach you you know even that exercise mm-hmm. is something that I wanted to do yeah. but then I sat down and it didn't work because maybe because I, you don't have to faith yet that it's gonna happen th- why did it not work because somehow my imagination didn't make any choices mm, okay. like this sure. guy from the future is this guy yeah okay and that guy yeah so I'm sort of drowned in mm. decision making yeah Which, then then you need an outside I don't know source. why I'm saying yeah. this on the podcast right now because this is really but then, no, that is like, that is I'm obsessed with this right now yeah. all I, I think about is this and what is the first step that you need to take in order to get further in this 
I don't know. Maybe get real or something. Do you know who I think you should talk to? And I don't know if she teaches boys. Okay. Her name is Selena Charlotta on Instagram. And I followed her productivity, uh, productivity mm -hmm. course. And the one thing that I learned from her beside all the um, uh, productivity things in the course is that she researches and then she starts doing and working. And I feel like the doing and the working, because you know, you don't need people to... To give you more knowledge at this point. No. You need someone to show you how to do. Yeah. How to make decisions. Yeah. And stick to them. Exactly. Make a decision and start doing. And I feel yeah. like Charlotte is someone who starts doing. And then it happens, kind of. So someone like her or her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's just something to pop into my head. <laughs> cool. Great. Yeah. I'm obsessed with lemon merengue, so mine is really boring oh! in comparison to yours. <laughs> I like that. The they're the lemon meringue. Oh, they're so good. They're from Stach. Ooh. Oh, I every it, there's no Stach in The Hague or Rotterdam, is which basically not? makes my life That's suck. True. So every time I'm in Utrecht or Amsterdam, I go to Stach and get lemon meringues, and then I'm hyped up on sugar to high hell, <laughs> but it's they're so delicious. Lemon meringue is one of the first things that I made myself <gasps> oh my as a kid. Oh my God, really? Like use lemon zest in, in yeah. the meringue. It's like the best thing I've I ever ate oh. before. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this, mom? Yeah. This oh my is God. amazing. Amazing. Oh my God, I'm just, I'm going to make lemon meringues right now. <laughs> After you're gone, I'm well, going to make them. You know, them. I always ask myself, why stuck makes these big ass meringues do they for have me <laughs> but, yeah, but do they have so many egg whites left over or something oh god do they make something else with the that. egg yolks I, I hope so i hope so it's like, waste nothing waste nothing yeah, yeah yeah but i'm not sure it's like we made all this eggnog or or all yeah. these yeah these, all this we made all this mayonnaise <laughs> yeah exactly oh god let's hope so let's hope that the egg whites go into the meringues and the yolks are going to mayo yes please <laughs> <laughs> you, you can you can make like a, a little shop yeah exactly that's, that's mayo and like, meringue mayo and meringue oh my god this is the business it idea yeah it's awesome that's mayo perfect meringues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that beautiful cool all right all right well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming over and making our podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And remember, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. Like, um, subscribe, ring the bell. I can do all the things that the YouTubers want to make you do in order to <laughs> stay updated. Uh, thank you so much for the love and support. Remember, I have a book out. If you want to buy my book, you can do so via bol.com or any other place where fine books are sold. Awesome. Um, and follow Andrew on his social media and follow me on Self Help Hipster on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks, guys. And we will see you for the next podcast. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>